Hello and welcome to the Who's podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we're going to be covering a big Finnish audio story. It's a fourth Doctor story, The King of Sontar. But first, let's have a little bit of news. Now, um, as we sort of... Um, covered on the last time we were, we were on air. Um, we, we did it very hurriedly, didn't we? Because it sort yes. of caught us on the hop. As, uh, as we all now know, Peter Capaldi is leaving Doctor Who. Um, I've just got this fe- feeling now at the moment while we're recording this, the show's being cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to keep an eye on the Twitter feed, I think, while we're recording this. I've got a feeling. <laughs> keep, keep listening for the news section until something pops in later on saying the show's cancelled. <laughs> Yeah, that really did sort of take us by surprise because we we'd sort of finished them, but was at the point of packing up, weren't we? Yeah, and the news broke. Um, so I think we obviously we obviously missed in all the excitement. Of course, as the um, the next series, series ten of Doctor, is it starts on um, the fifteenth of April. Yeah, on BBC One. So that's one one thing we actually miss. <laughs> but. Um, so we're, obviously we're back to the Easter beginning for, for Doctor Who, um, and we've got a year left of Capaldi. And uh, as we said, it, it, it's not really any surprise, really, is it? Unfortunately, no, not really. I mean, it was just no. It, it was just a question of whether he fancied seeing what Chibnall's Doctor Who was going to be like, really, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, now, and obviously not. <laughs> well, obviously not. Obviously not. Um, now, obviously. Sort of people who sort of follow us on Facebook and Twitter will know we've put out another um, video podcast, and I briefly touch on this, um, all the rumours and everything straight away after after Capaldi announced that he was uh, he was leaving the role. Um, but obviously, I mean, what what's what's your take on this? Because there's this rumour circulating, Paul, that you know that they're saying that he was because of the the dip in popularity of the show, which they certain quarters are trying to blame on him, um, saying he was pushed. Rather, but the, thing, the fact is, though, he, his contract was up, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it's a lot of old, well, cobblers, really, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it, it's one of those. I mean, you don't know. I mean, a new showrunner wants to come in, do his own show. Um, does he necessarily want the the previous Doctor continuing? Well, I could, there, there I could be in that, that that literally is a bit more a case of, you know, both sides were were not overly keen to continue. That there wasn't one side saying, no, no, please, please stay. You know? Could... Well, I mean, you could be right. I mean, it could be that thing Capaldi could have thought, well, if Stephen Moffat's going, then I'll go as well. As, as some sort of loyalty, perhaps. And maybe to sort of give Chris Chibnall that clean, you know, the clean sheet, yeah. really, you know. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I, I mean... I said it when we last recorded. And I said it on the the video podcast. You know, I'm 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 still gutted that he's going. Yeah, I really am. Absolutely, absolutely gutted. I think he's he's been fantastic. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think one thing we we sort of didn't really talk about is Moffat going as well. Yeah. Um, at the same time, we sort of sort of kind of lost ourselves in the whole thing of Capaldi going. Um, and I suspect right, there's, right, a, there's always some there's someone else as well that might be a bit worried at the moment. That'd be Pearl Mackey. Well, that's right. I mean, she, she's been in the... And there's been sort of quotes from in the press this week saying, you know, she's upset that he's going. It's sort of like a shame she only got to do one series with him. Yeah. Uh, now, we don't know if she's sticking around after this series or she's going as well. Um, I mean, that, the whole that thing is that if, they seen, want, doesn't it? if they wanted a clean sheet, then does she that, would go, that, yeah. that include the the assistant as well so yeah oh, well we I mean, nobody knows do they i mean you know it's it's all it's all up in the air 
really, isn't it? Yeah. It's all up in the air. Um, but of course, you know, the other rumours that go around when a, 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 an actor playing the role of the Doctor leaves is who's going to be taking over? And of course, all the people, you know, the usual sort of memes have started up. It should be a woman, it must be a woman, or it must be a person of colour. And we've had all the actors' names chucked into the ring. Um, as per usual. As per usual. Some of the usual, um, usual suspects, like Miranda Hart and uh, Olivia Coleman. Um, have been sort of thrown in there as well. Um, ben Wishaw, wasn't he? His name up there previously, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then sort of you've got some sort of rank outsiders like Rupert Grint. Yes. As well. Um, Andrew Scott. Now, I think his name was mentioned previously, but um, I'm not keen on that choice, if no. I'm perfectly honest. Um, but I think, uh, to me, to my mind, the most interesting one so far, and I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, is Richard Iodi. Yeah. Who I think might be a quite a good left field choice, if I'm perfectly honest. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I just the only thing with him is I can't see him wanting to do more than one series. No, no, probably not. You know, I he mean, sort of strikes me as the sort of person that would be okay. Yeah, I might do that. That might be interesting, but I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if he has a. If he has a, a a Doctor Who fan background or not, but well, I suggest if he hasn't, then I can't see it being something that he'd be wanting to commit himself to for any length of time. Maybe not. Maybe not. You always always seem to get the impression when you know when I you hear him talk, he's, he's might be sort of slightly dismissive <laughs> of of that kind of television, if you know what I mean. But he he tends to be his persona is slightly dismissive of everything. Everything exactly. <laughs> if you've watched his travel man stuff, that is just basically going around saying, "Oh well, that's interesting." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh dear. Well, I mean, I think the most surprising name that that, that came up. Um, and apparently he's he's sort of thrown his he, he's thrown his hat into it. No one's actually approached him, but he's thrown his hat into it. He's Danny Dyer. Yeah. Now, um, some people have defended this. Um, I think it would be Joe. You know I actually think it would be quite interesting for a one-off episode. <laughs> I'm not too sure. I, I want to watch the entire series of of um, Danny Dyer's particular brand of acting. I've got no idea. But um, hand-to-hand combat with a Dalek. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think some of the keys of the fucking TARDIS. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure, but um, do you think he's the, just the... got confused and thinks he can travel back in time? Since that program said he was distantly related to royals, he, well, maybe. Actually, he actually wants to go back and kill everyone else. To... <laughs> so he's then king. I don't know. Not to be king now, you slags. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh, oh well, well, well. We've got months and months of speculation to go yet. Um, I know this is this is yeah, this, this is. Oh no! We're going to get pretty tired of this, aren't we? So, yes. <laughs> well, I'm going to. I mean, I'm going to say. I mean, should we have some sort of moratorium there on, on not to mention any more casting rumours? Yeah. And until um, the the actual actor um, is announced. I think, until I think you're announced. That's Until I'm announcing the role, exactly. You're not accepting any other news on this. Until I'm not at all. I'm not at all, actually. If anyone who, who watched our last video podcast will, will know right at the very end, I chucked my hat into the ring, didn't I? So. <laughs> oh, dear. Now, um, 
I think actually I'm I'm going to mess up the the order of news there a little bit, Paul, because this actually sort of comes into um, what we were talking about, uh, Chris Chibnall. Um, now, series eleven, as we as we know, Chris Chibnall is taking over uh, next year. Now, it's one of those sort of stories. BBC sources say um, that the next year's series of Doctor Who will more than likely be broadcast in the autumn. We're back to the autumn showing again. Um, reason being is because Chris Chibnall is still working on season three of, uh, of Broadchurch um, and he's had no time to dedicate himself to Doctor Who. No. No. Um, which would make sense because there's absolutely no way they're going to be filming. Well, I don't know. Maybe they could do I don't know whether they could get, get cracking on it for a sort of a late spring showing. I don't know because obviously they, they've got to film... The regeneration scene for this Christmas special. They tend to film the Christmas specials sort of like about around about July, August time, don't they? Yeah, it'll be a bloody it'll be a bloody quick turnaround. Put it that way. If they, if they were trying to aim for spring again, but well, I, 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 pretty... I suspect more the problem is if he hasn't actually gone anywhere into putting his mind to it. It's if he's not sure of how he if he's not made up his mind how he wants the series to be. Yeah. How, would he have been able to approach writers? Would he been that sort of thing? It's just not the filming. They could probably have time, but would they have time to do the writing to get the exactly? And if he can't even commit himself to getting scripts together or even writing yeah. scripts, his own scripts. For would, the, would, um, would they for it, would they yeah. want to be setting deadlines to start shooting without actually knowing whether they'd have the scripts? I doubt it. I doubt it as well. I very much do doubt it. Um, I suspect also there's. I mean, there may be something else on the fact that, A, would you, if, depends on really how much they want to keep the next, if they can try and keep the next Doctor secret. If they don't, if they've only mm. got to film the regeneration scene, if that happens in a closed set, and then they're not going to be filming anything else with him until the new year. Hmm. It would give them less chance of being discovered. Well, I, I would. I mean, I, I don't very much doubt it's going to happen, but I would love it to be a secret. Mm. I would love not to find out until Christmas Day. Yeah, really. Who the who the next Doctor's going to be? I really would love that. It would be a fantastic coup. Um, it'd be to, interesting to, to see off. how. Because it'd be difficult to see how they could do it. Because they've done the big. You've had the sort of in two previous ones, we've had the sort of documentary thing. That announced, announced Matt Smith, Smith, which was fairly low key to be honest, wasn't yeah. it? And then you've had the big live event to announce Capaldi. So yeah, yeah. Where else do they go? Unless they're just going to do, you know, unless you're going to regurgitate the same thing for the next one as a big live event. There's only so many times you're going to do that before people think, oh well, you know. Yeah, well, for, you know, we'll find out who it's going to be very soon on the television. I, 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 yeah. It's a bit sad. Yeah, I mean, be, the next the way the people doing something different each time a new doctor is cast or an yeah. actor is cast, I should say. And you think, so hopefully, you know, this time, don't say anything. A way to do it would now now be to keep it secret and have it as the big, ex, big, ex exclusive on Christmas Day. Yeah, especially also if you're you're looking at trying to get a ratings winner to kick off. Well. I was, I was just about to say that actually, but I think you know, if you want to keep the ratings, then put it on a, a, a time that. Families can sit down and watch it, and make that time consistent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, because the last two no. series have been all over the bloody Place. shop, haven't yeah. they? So I haven't yeah, haven't been that sort of family. 
watching time, have they? Not at all. Not at all. Although that was necessarily blamed on an autumn time scale, wasn't it? That it then well, hits into think... the the strictly think... and all that time scale. Yeah. Which I mean, the well, idea we... then was bringing it to spring was that it wasn't going to be competing with that. So well, it could have its own time slot. we said that before, slot. didn't we? Yeah, we said that before that it seemed to be playing, you know, second fiddle to, to strictly, but. Um, it also seems to be playing second fiddle to whatever preceded it. Yeah. As well. So. Um, but then, you know, are, the, are you going back to having that same problem? If as this is correct, and we're going to have to wait till the autumn, twenty eighteen for. Well. Series I mean, eleven. Well, maybe, but I mean, maybe they should just put it on at you know five forty five or six o'clock whenever you know, so families can sit down and watch it, and then you have your half bit of you know, half an hour filler, whatever it is. And then, then you then you go straight into Strictly. So I mean, it's doable. I mean, what, why they can't put it on for half an hour at seven thirty on Mondays and Tuesdays? I don't know. Well, we all know how that worked out before, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> You'll put put it up against Coronation Street again. Can they put it on before Top of the Pops? <laughs> oh dear. Well, anyway, I say everything's rumour and conjecture at the moment. So, yeah. um, but as I said, we, we, we we're not going to mention. Rumours for, for actors um, again on this podcast. No. Um, you know, so that, that's that's it. We're, we're, we're done with that. Um, now on to, um, back onto Series 10. Uh, now BBC America, um, for our US listeners, they confirmed that uh, Doctor Who will also um, be airing on Saturday the April, April the 15th. Um, as well. So, um, which is, which is good. And that will also be followed by Class. Yes. Um, so, Maybe maybe that way it might get more it might get more viewers. Who knows? Yeah, I mean that may be the way to do it. I mean, especially Makes for sense. the first series. Yeah, that that does make sense to do that. Um, yeah, because it didn't work on BBC, did it? No, no. We we, we sort of dropped dropped talking about class and its audience uh, figure woes because it, it just yeah kind of got worse as it went along, really, didn't it? Yeah. Um, it did. It does seem like the BBC trying to bury it somewhat, unfortunately. So. Um, so I'd, I'd say second series looking highly unlikely. Mm. Highly unlikely. Uh, unless, Which is a unless it's a hit on BBC America. Who of have ploughed a lot of money into it, of course. Because so. <laughs> if it is and they want a second series, then we will get a second series. Yeah, we will do. We will do. We'll see. We shall see. Mm. Time will tell. Time will tell. I th- but I think we are relying on America to, to be big in America. Or oh, as, good, as, yeah. bi- as big as it needs to be in America for America to want a second series for us to get yeah. one. I think so. I think so. So anyway, right. Um, further series ten news. Uh, now a couple of returning villains have, have sort of been announced in, in via little BBC videos. Um, first up, obviously, oh, these guys about the same. Really, the, re- the return of Missy. Yes. As well, we've had um, we've had uh, Missy sort of painting the TARDIS. It seems um, now apparently, according to, to certain people. There's a massive clue in there as to who the next Doctor's going to be, and it's going to be a woman. Now, where they got this from, I've got absolutely no idea. Absolutely no idea. People read things into, well, what they, whatever they want to see, really, don't they? Yeah. To be honest, I've got absolutely no idea. Um, no, no surprise, Missy's coming back, really, is there? No, Moffat does tend to like to have his returning villains to this extent and if it's his last season it's it's his, it's probably his major thing now of his run isn't it is the yeah is missing well, so 
Well, he's he's actually sort of come out and confirmed he's 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 done with River Song. Um, yeah. Her husband's River Song was, as far as he was concerned, was the end of her um, end of her story, and, and obviously big finisher filling in gaps um, along that front. So um, it kind of makes sense if we do have Missy back, yeah. really. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm still I'm still undecided on Missy, to be honest. What about you? Um, yeah, I just I, ju- I just think just too manic. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's that's not because it's Missy. I just think the master gen, master the master was too manic in this seri- in the uh, comeback, if you like. Yeah, Mod- well, so the modern Doctor Who. Yeah, well, as soon as the, the, the master ceased to be Derek Jacobi, <laughs> yes, it was wild and wacky, wasn't it? Yeah, so, and that's and just, that, that, that just that, that's continued. Yeah, yeah, and it's that I don't like. Not anything to do with gender. No, no, who's, yeah, exactly, who's been cast. You know, the, the, I mean, John Sim, and I've forgotten her name, which is really, really bad of me. Michelle Gomez. That's it, thank you very much. Uh, Jesus Christ, I, I, senility is catching up with me, it really is. Um, both very good actors, so um, yeah. obviously it's just the way they've been asked to play it. So um, mm. Just a bit want... too pantomime Yes, well, we don't like using the association with Doctor Who, but yeah, mm. I've, I've sort of. I mean, that, 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 that's probably why I don't like them because it is sort of playing to that pantomime, playing to the villain, playing to the the gallery somewhat, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, now the other old foe that's been um, been announced as, as returning is um, the Ice Warriors, um, which I'm more pleased about, to be honest. <laughs> yes. Um, interesting though, Mark Gatiss hinted there's going to be a new type of Ice Warrior. Now, we know what happened with Mark Basically, Gatiss. Basically, this was he... announced the day after we did our, our last podcast. Uh, of the Curse of Peladon and said, it was we actually, mind the Ice Warriors coming back. So, this is obviously backed by our popular demand. <laughs> As requested by the Hoosie podcast. podcast. <laughs> the Ice Warriors return. Um, Mark Gatiss had to rush out and do a little video. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only thing that kind of... Um, Sort of, I say, worries me when he when you know when he said there's going to be a, a new type of ice warrior. Remember, he introduced a new type of Dalek, and yes. look how that turned out. So um, now I've got to be honest though, he he didn't actually like the way the new Daleks were. How can I put it? In, in sort of, his vision didn't make it to screen, did it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I as, think as he as got the short straw on the. We've got a great uh, merchandising gimmick. Yeah, and you're going to bring it to life. Yeah, that's exactly what it smacks of, or smacked of, I should say. Um, I hope it's not the case with the Ice Warriors. I mean, does does this mean we're just going to see an Ice Lord or something? I don't know. A special weapons so. Ice Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear, what was the one that they were going to introduce for the um, Doctor Who, the movie, was the Spider Daleks. We're going to get Spider Ice Warriors now. <laughs> oh, God. Man, I, did actually quite like, I did actually quite like what they did with them for, in Cold War. I did. I thought it was, it was very well done, actually. Um, I just liked it as that sort of once it's got its armor on, even when it's got its armor off, it was based on an unstoppable killing machine. Yeah. Um, it was quite. And, and yeah. And just a, a lot more different and mobile and whatever than the plodding mm. armored version, but. Yeah. Well, it's all kind of slow moving, but it just sort of bulldozed its way through the submarine, didn't it? Which yeah. I, I, quite, I just quite like that, that idea. So. Um, but no, I'm interested to see what they what they do with this, actually, because I, I do like the Ice Warriors. 
Yeah. I really, I really don't. I do think they I are really probably don't. one of the most underused of the, well, the main well, villains. Yeah. I think you're right, actually. Um, and they can be the most interesting, because they can go either way. They can be good or evil. You're never quite... You can't be sure with them. Well, I mean, that's the thing with Daleks and Cybermen, and, and you know, that they're... they're you know they're going to be evil. Santarans, um, yeah. Yeah, Santarans, so on, so on. Um, Zygons they did something interesting with last series, so that was that, yeah. that was an interesting spin. Um, some I hope they do something similar to the Ice Warriors. Yeah, actually, um, as, you know, as you, as you say, we, we reviewed the Curse of Peladon, and, and there you are. That's a prime example, you know, of the Ice Warriors previously being portrayed as the bad guys, and this one they weren't. It was yeah. it was a it was a neat little twist, and maybe they can do this again. Who knows? The fact, the fact you can play it as a are they or aren't they? Yeah, you know, just is the the fact they're in it doesn't necessarily automatically mean they're looking for global domination. <clears throat> no, exactly. Which does get a bit tiresome after a while, doesn't yeah. it? It does. It does. Okay, everybody. Well, that is it for the news. Um, so coming up next is our review of the King of Sontar from Big Finish. So for another week then, that was the news. Right then, everybody, um, it's time for another Big Finish review. And as we said at the top of the show, we're covering a fourth Doctor story, The King of Sontar. Ah! It is a cavern! I thought the navigation system felt a little bumpy. But it is wonderful! The wrong planet? There's only one way this could have happened. This is Commander Gunn of the 3rd Elite Sontaran Assassination Squad. Resistance is inadvisable if you wish to remain alive. They're coming through! Keep firing! Keep firing! The Time Lords have sent you here. I'm not an odd job man. Do you hear that? An alarm. Why are there always alarms? Out of my way, human scum! Doctor! Run, Leela, run! For the glory of Sontar! Another Sontaran? And a big one, too. How does it feel, Doctor? Knowing your actions have facilitated the destruction of the entire Sontaran race. I am the ultimate being. I shall execute the failed Sontaran leadership and start a new species from my prototype, with me as supreme ruler. You have no courage. Death is the answer, my friend. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com You know that trouble we were looking for, hmm? I think we may have found it. And it's my turn to kick things off, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is, indeed. Okay, but before we uh, before we um, begin, uh, this story was um, released on the fifteenth of January two thousand and fourteen, uh, and of course, we're, there will be spoilers ahead as we discuss this story. So, um, if you haven't heard this story, turn off now and come back later when you've listened to it. Yes. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Then here we go. Right. Um, I. For, for a rather, it seems to be a, a thing with the fourth Doctor stories. They're very short, aren't they? Yes. 
they're, they're only like two episodes each, which I, I've got a funny feeling is is purely down to Tom Baker's age. age. Yes, more more, more I, than I, anything I, else. I, I suspect that is. I suspect if you, they they may well record a couple at a time while they get him in. It's not too stressed for him, and you can no. build up a series quite quickly of different stories. Exactly, exactly. Because this was actually recorded in two thousand and twelve. And not released to 2014, so they're obviously getting quite a few in the in the bank, as it were. Um, um, but as I'm, they I'm, do, I'm, I mean. Well, yeah, well, I'm sort of I hate to say this before you know Tom Baker leaves us as well, you know. So, um, but he's, he's hoping that's not for a long, long time yet. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, back onto this particular story. Um, I actually quite enjoyed it, to be honest. Um, it was it, it was an, I can put an, an undemanding story. Yeah, to be honest, there, there wasn't a lot of twists and turns. It was fairly straightforward, um, but I, I thought I thought it was rather enjoyable. To be honest, I like the the, the spin that um, the writer John Dorney um, put onto the onto the Sontarans, and it was sort of uh, this General Strang, who was it seemed to be an accident of the cloning process. Yes, really, wasn't rather, he? Rather than um, getting a batch of several Sontarans, they just got one big one. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. A seven foot two tall Sontara, and, uh, and um, it was stronger, faster, more intelligent than a normal Sontara. And, and um, yes, it, and it made for a, it made for an interesting character, um, voiced by Dan Starkey, as we know, who voices um, Commander Strax. Um, that's probably the only thing that sort of took me out of it was the fact that it was voiced by Dan Starkey. Yeah, um, because he sounded like Strax. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I suppose so, but then I suppose there's no reason why Centaurans wouldn't sound similar. Well, no. I mean, you. you I mean, no you matter how have, big they are, how big they are. No, you had the other Centauran characters, Vilhol, um, played by John Banks. I mean, that sounded different um, to to, uh, to, uh, to Strang. Um, yeah, but but I, but I suppose um, you've got to then, haven't you? Because if you've got them both speaking, that's yeah, it, it would be on a little an bit audio confusing. play. <laughs> yeah, very, very confusing, very confusing. Um, but one thing I sort of want to sort of really sort of touch upon first, really, is is Tom Baker's interpretation of the Doctor in this one, because this is more back to the, I could put it, the, the more flippant, facetious Doctor uh, towards the yes. end of. It's, it, this is like Graham Williams era Doctor, isn't it? Yeah. To be honest. Um, and I think it, it did kind of work in this particular story. To be honest, because it, it almost sort of like showed the... Um, well, basically, his own sort of flippancy sort of tripped him up on a couple of occasions, didn't it? Yeah. You know, you know, particularly with Strang, because he sort of tried on with Strang and then Strang sort of went to strangle the life out of him, out of the Doctor. So, um, yeah, I, I, I quite liked it. And some of it was, was actually quite funny. Um, I think that is that. I think I'm sort of, sort of slightly paraphrasing here, but that um, is that scene where um, Rosato uh, brings the Doctor back before Strang again, and also Strang goes, "Oh, you, it's the imbecile," and the Doctor says, "Oh, you remembered me." <laughs> yeah, like that. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> so I'd like I'd like that. That was I thought I really sort of quite enjoyed his um, interpretation. But then when it required him to become serious. He was. He wasn't sort of sort of clowning around during the serious bits. No, I mean it, it does very much the tone of this. I mean the tone of this 
to a certain extent. The scenes with the Doctor in it, for most of it, are very much played light-hearted. Yes. Yeah. Um, reasonably all the way through, even even with stuff that isn't with him being strangled and whatever, and the attacking, yeah. and even being the guards having a go, you know, saying you'd think, you know, if they're just set on killing and maiming, they 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 welcome a bit of. <laughs> Uh, interlude and chat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was there was a lot to like in this. Actually, I thought it was, I thought it was a very very um, good script. Uh, to be honest, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I got this. I don't think any of the performances were were bad or poor or substandard. What you want to call? It. I thought everyone was really good. Yeah. In this, to be honest. Um, do you know what I mean? Well, you you sometimes get actors and they do audio stories. They they tend to, I could sort of overdo it somewhat because they're doing audio only. They they feel they have to over over enunciate certain words. Yeah. And and there didn't appear to be anything like this in this particular story. It just seemed it just seemed to be quite uh sort of I say naturally acted, but it wasn't overplayed. No. If, if you take my meaning. We didn't you know. get big melodrama. No, no, exactly, exactly. Um, and I really love Louise Jameson in this because you you didn't like the last um, story we we covered with, with the Doctor and you did you? Um, no. Which was the Wrath of the the Sinai, um, which I liked because I liked it because it was basically Leela's story rather than uh, rather than the Doctor's. Um, and again, you've got the the Doctor and Leela split up for most of the story, haven't you? Yeah, and she's off sort of you know. Um, sort of staging a, a a rebellion, while the while the doctor's trying to stop things his way, and um, and I, and I like the sort of like the the clash of the two, at the end with their methods of stopping things. As as well, where the doctor was trying to find a, a non-violent way out of it, and Leela's still very much the, as far as the doctor's concerned, he's still very much a savage, and, yeah. and looks for a violent way out of it. Um, what what did you make of that? I was slightly. Felt that I'm not so. Sh- I wasn't quite sure whether that sort of rung true with whether Leela would have overridden what the Doctor was saying to have gone against him so much. It believable with her detonating the bomb with Rosato. Risotto, I want to call him. Uh, Risotto? <laughs> yes. Uh, and Strang. Seafood to his friends. Yes. <laughs> or mushroom, we don't know. Mushroom. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Perhaps he's a fun guy to be with, I don't know. Hey, there we go. <laughs> it's the old joke. How to work in an old joke. No. Um, <laughs> that's what old and that's golden, mate. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the, the blowing up of Strang and the... Um, and, and the portal, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, that I could understand because it was all done in a split second. Mm. That she would argue with the doctor about blowing up the the, the cloning tanks, yeah, yeah, um, and what? and override him. I'm not so sure. I, I quite bought into. Well, I I, I sort of. Because you, you get that conversation between the Doctor and Leela at the end in the TARDIS, and he's really disappointed in her for for doing that, and yeah. said, you know, um, 
you know, who, who, you know, you're learning from me or from all the evil in the in the universe. Um, he, he clearly didn't sort of didn't agree with that that method. And but even in the end, he sort of like, well, or perhaps I'm just a bad teacher. So he was sort of questioning himself at the end because he, he he doesn't always take the non-violent route, does he? The, you know, no. the doctor. So um, I I think it was Leela. I think. This which is which is why Destiny of the Dalek, uh, sorry Genesis of the Daleks, is more is always one of those ones that stand out, isn't it? Because you've got yeah. that scene of the Doctor having well, the almost, right. Well, it was almost playing that out again, really, wasn't it? To yeah. a certain degree, because the, I mean, the, the the Time Lords had sent the Doctor to this particular planet um, yeah. to to stop this from happening, and it was almost like a replay of that whole that whole thing. He he was trying to do that thing of changing the genetics. So, the, all these clones of strain would come out completely different. They wouldn't be yeah. violent. It wouldn't be full of conquest and everything. And and I think what the story was getting at, from my point of view anyway, was that Leela didn't quite know enough to make that decision. She didn't know enough to trust the Doctor. Yeah. And she thought she and the, she thought what she'd done was right. And because the, the Doctor makes comment on that at the end, doesn't he? Thinking you're always right, it leads. I can't what his exact phrase. It leads to whatever. Um, I'm not selling this very well, am I? Uh, but I think that was the thing. She she didn't quite know enough, and I think that was the thing. She made she made a mistake. She thought she was doing the right thing, but it wasn't. She should have trusted the doctor more. Oh, and also to, to that that she she's saying that he's not always right himself. Well, exactly. I mean, it, it was. <sighs> You could really say it was sort of arrogance on both their parts, really. Yeah. He thought he, he could find a non-violent end, and she thought there is only one outcome of this, and it, it must be to destroy. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you, you've got a good point there, actually. You know, it, it's it's certainly arrogance on both both um, both characters there. So it's... No, I liked it. I liked that thing. I mean, did you listen to the little making of thing afterwards? Um, Bits of it. I didn't... Well, it's only because Tom Baker um, sort of says, you know, he wasn't too sure about the about the story because he thought it was moralising a bit too much. Um, but I, I don't think it it did. I just thought it was, it was an interesting interesting take on the on Doctor and Leela's relationship. Yeah. Actually, which I, th- I suppose that the, the the TV could never could never really do. No. Because people weren't looking for a moralising tale back in the nineteen seventies, were they? They were just looking for you know a bit of, you know, a bit a bit of sci-fi action, and that and that was it really. Um, and I think and I think Big Finish can aim at a slightly more adult audience than mm. um, what the TV did back in those days. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I also like Leela's and Vilhol, the other the other sort of the, the disgrace on Taran. Um, I like their relationship. And this as well, it sort of started off with the, with the typical sort of Sontaran attitude towards the um, sort of the females, basically. Yeah. Um, and it's only because as the story went on that sort of Leela, well, she just sort of like told basically sort of like you follow me or or you die, basically. You know, you're on your own. Yeah. Now. You know, so and I like that. I like. I. 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 I'm really am enjoying Louis Jameson's take on Leela in, in his big finish stories. I yeah. Really and I, and I, I think know, it's also I think- the. Oh, sorry, you're gone. Yeah, no, I think she works, especially in that sort of as the warrior and when she's got someone to fight and whatever. Yeah. I just, it's also good that, I was yeah. going to say, it's also good that someone who knows how to write for the character as well. Yeah. 
actually, because John Dorney certainly knows how to write for Leela. So uh, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the um, Blues Jameson this a, a great deal. I really did. I really did. Anyway, yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. What you what you were? No, no, I was going to say yeah, just in that. I just it just slightly was with the. I'm not so sure that at any other point in the Leela Doctor relationship that she would completely overrule him. That just sort of was the bit that sort of stuck with me at the end. I think. Yeah, I, 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 I think that was the whole. That was the, as I said, the way I took it, it was sort of like she didn't know enough. She didn't know enough to trust the yeah. Doctor. I think that's, and I sort of get the feeling that this story is sort of fairly, sort of early, in there in the Doctor and Lily's relationship. Yeah, it, it, it would be interesting to know where they actually sort of pitch this. Hmm. In terms of if they if you was pitching it into the the fourth Doctor canon as to where you'd put it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously it must fit in, um, fit in somewhere. I'm not entirely, not entirely sure. I mean, it fits into the Big Finish continuity, but I don't know how that because always Big Finish always tries to fit fit it into the TV continuity as well. Um, I don't know where that, where that, where this fits in. I mean, it was, yeah. it was almost what it, what it sort of reminded me. It was almost getting back to the, say the Genesis of the Daleks and how that story. It was almost then as if, um, written from a point of. What if Sarah Jane and Harry had bent over and pushed the two players together while they were standing there? <laughs> it's that, that, that's basically where this story comes in, isn't it? It is really, isn't it? I mean, but again, I mean, the, I mean that particular point. I mean, the, the Doctor was sort of fifty-fifty when he was going to touch those two wires together. Yeah, and I think it's only because he got disturbed that he didn't do it. Yeah, really, because was it as it Garman comes in at that particular moment, doesn't he, and sort of di- sort of disturbs them? So, um, well, um, it makes him believe there may be another way, isn't it? By the way, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, it's a, it's a similar sort of story, but in this one, it's the Doctor who's got another way. Yeah, isn't it? Um, yeah. But even then, sort of, if you go back to Genesis of the Daleks, it was it was really Sarah Jane was sort of egging the Doctor on to do it. Yeah, really. Um. And I suppose in in this one it's, it's a similar sort of thing, but you know, Leela just goes ahead and does it. She, she doesn't wait for the Doctor to make that decision. She takes it upon herself. So I, I mean, I, I we might have sort of like slightly disagree on this one. I, I don't have any problem with it because it seems to be Leela's way of dealing with things. Yeah. So yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Yeah. I mean, um, she pro- she probably is one of the few companions you could say would do that. Yeah. I mean, you could. Yeah. Exactly. Get away with doing that. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, oh, there's some of the other characters we've mentioned the, the Rosato, not Rosato, yeah. um, played by David Collins, who's sort of well known to um, Doctor Who um, fans out there. Has been in um, Revenge of the Cybermen, Mordred Undead, and also Robots of Death, which we covered in book form not too long ago, didn't we? Yes. So um, I, I thought he was very good in this as well, actually. Um, Sort of not really. He, he he definitely didn't want a violent end to anything, and it was him who sort of Morris caused all the, all the destruction at the end, didn't he? I mean, it was, it was again that was a well written, not overly um, two di- more than two dimensional character because you had the the fact that you had to yes, is he just going along with it to try and keep the everyone else alive? And whatever, 
But then mm. you also get the fact that he's determined to get his portal built. Well, exactly. It was it sort of and almost at fight. any cost. And you wonder, well, yeah, it... you wonder at what point was was which part of him was actually going to win. Well, it was sort of treading that fine line of is he going to descend into mad scientist mode at any moment? Yes. You know, in my life's work, it must it must continue, that sort of thing. Um, and it, it didn't, because all, all the time the Doctor was trying to tell him what um, Strang's intentions were for the portal. And even when uh, Rosalta told the Doctor what Strang's intentions were um, of, of using the portal, the Doctor just sort of scoffed at him. I'm trying not to give too much away here. I know we said spoilers. I'm, I'm trying yeah. not to give too much away. Um, and it wasn't until right until the very end when he saw was well, saw for himself what Strang was up to um, that he, he that that changed his mind at that particular point. Yeah, because he, he he was trying to, even though he was sort of sort of responsible really for the slave labour for building yeah. the portal, but at the same time he was trying to keep them alive as well. He didn't want anyone to suffer. Even though they were slaves, so it was. It was although I sometimes get the feeling that the character was somewhat hiding behind that. That yes. was how he morally got got round doing it. He was trying to justify it, wasn't yeah, he? To, through, just, through that. to justify yeah. why he wanted his portal built yeah. was that it was keeping everyone alive, and also, and it and it was going to be built for this wonderful future where. Starvation could be eliminated, and overcrowding could be eliminated, and whatever. Yeah. And it's only really, I think, the realization that were his actions <clears throat> that made sort of then realizes no, actually, I'm hiding behind this. I'm actually doing things now. Yeah. That are contrary to that belief of trying to keep people alive to to protect the portal. And it's sort of the realization of that even more than the realization of what Strang's doing. Yeah, he he was sort of, well, he was burying his head in the sand, really, wasn't he? To sort, yes. of, to sort of like sum it up, he, he was deliberately ignoring what was going on around him. As you say, he's just trying to justify, you know, well, the ends justify the means. I think that's what he was, he, he was sort of getting at there. Um, but I think you you can't you, you can't fault the character's intentions for building the portal. Because he said he he was using it for he wanted to use it for good, but there was absolutely no way that Strang was going to let him use it for good. No, <clears throat> you know, so he was going to use use for typical Sontaran means, in other words, conquest. So it it, it did take a a lot a, a sort of a long time for that to dawn on him, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, there, there was also the sense of um, his place in history. See, he does talk call, call it my portal. Oh yes, he does. Yes. Yes. So it, it's not it's not just this wonderful gift to humanity. It's no. going to be his gift to humanity. Yes, exactly. He wants his his name on it, basically, isn't it? Yes. So, what was that? Because um, he said Rosato's portal, Rosato's portal, and do- was the doctor said something? It sounds like a character out of. Oh God. Like like a Victorian novel or something, didn't he? Yeah. So I, I, I can't, I can't remember, remember what he said. Yeah, no, no. no it's, it's something along those lines, wasn't it? But and I, I quite like that. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I was, I was going to. I mean, I hope we haven't sort of spot this too much. We haven't given too much away yet. Uh, but I, I would recommend this to people. I really, I really would recommend this one. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's got a good start as well. Yes. Which we haven't actually talked about. We've only sort of talked about it since from the moment the Doctor comes in. And that's an unusual thing, because you're not quite sure where that's going. No, exactly. At the start. Exactly. I quite, like, we... I, quite, I quite like these, these ones that sort of come in with a bang. Yeah, exactly. You don't sort of quite know where you are with it, and then no, you know, it, it you know, it, it's not say it keeps you on your toes, but it just makes it something a bit more interesting. Yeah, you know, you know, it's like you this particular story. You you without sort of giving anything away, you sort of walk into the middle of something, don't you? Yes, that's how it starts out. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, I like it. I really do like this one. I I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, is there anything else you want to chip in with this one? Because I I think I've sort of summed out for myself really no I mean yeah totally agree with that I think it's a it's a good story I, I'm not quite sure whether I think half uh, the the hour is probably about where it goes I'm not sure how you could have spun this out particularly no. more unless no. you're going to give a lot of more backstory to the various characters um, but then I'm not quite sure whether it really needed that I don't think it did, to be honest. Not only for, for, for such a, I don't think they needed to be sort of get you know any more background given to them because I think it was it was what John Dorney wrote was enough. Yes, it was enough to to move the story along and move the characters along, and I think that yeah. that was that was fine. It was fine as it was. Yeah. Really, I, I don't think it needed to be um, to be sort of stretched out any to like three or four episodes. Mm. Yeah, it's an enjoy it's an enjoyable hour. If you've got an hour travelling or whatever. Yeah. Very yeah. Good way to to pass it. Yeah, it's very worthwhile. Very worthwhile indeed. Okay everybody, I think that's a good probably a good place to leave it, isn't it? Yes. Yes it is, yes it is. Okay everybody, right. So, um well we will be back um in a couple of weeks time, uh which I think we're back on to our um series one retrospective, aren't we? Yes. Um we're up to the end of the world, aren't we? I, I think yes. episode two. We're up to yeah, okay, okay. So that's where we're up to next on, on our reviews. Now, um, in between, then obviously we've got the um, there's the the Galley One Gallifrey One uh, convention in LA, which I will be present at this year. Um, so if anybody knows who I am, please come along and, and, and say um, hello. Um, I'll be dishing out um, some sort of podcast convention ribbons this year as well. So. Um, so, so please come along, say hello, and, and pick up a ribbon if, if if you want one. So there yes. you go. Um, and we might, I might also try and get out some sort of short podcast like I did when I went to Gully um, a couple of years ago. So um, we'll see. Nothing planned. See how we get on with that one. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, everyone. So um, until next time then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. 
And please also join the Who's He Podcast Facebook group. The Who's He Podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Mm-hmm.